Welcome back to the Can't Stop the Hobby podcast, episode number 45. You got myself today, you got Williams beside me, and none than the other. We've got Skylar Shaner, Two the Moon Collectibles, in the building. How's everybody doing today? Doing great, man. Ready to pick uh, To the Moon Collectibles brain on, on some stuff. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, so, um, you know, we, we, we've been on here for a little bit now. We've been talking a little bit and, um, you know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting pumped up to uh, get into it as well. Um, I know Skylar's ready. Uh, so, um, man, why don't you tell us a little bit of who you are and what you do in the hobby right now? Well, thank you guys for the opportunity to be on here tonight. Um, I'm Skylar to the Moon Collectibles and um, we are on Instagram. We are on whatnot. We are on network. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. We're on it all. We everywhere. We everywhere. <laughs> and uh, we're just, you know, we're happy to be here. Um, we love the hobby. We started this journey in February of this year. And um, by luck, maybe a little bit, we've kind of grown a little bit of a name for ourselves and made a lot of great connections along the way. And we're very blessed for that. So um, we're here now and um, I think we're 50, almost 5,500 strong on Instagram, which is our biggest platform. And um, we're getting there on whatnot. We have over 1500 followers on the whatnot app. Sick, sick. And uh, you know, why don't you, why don't, why don't you, um, uh, why don't you go into that one a little bit? I know uh, obviously um, you know, whatnot's a platform. A lot of people are hopping on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the platform and what, and what that's all about. Well, we found out through whatnot through, a buddy on Instagram, we were doing a live and they actually joined. And um, we actually got on there, I think in May. And uh, we loved the opportunity because Whatnot had everything that we were looking for. It was a, a marketplace to sell and they had the auctioning ability. But what we love on there is the minute auctions. And it's super simple. All you do, everything's built into the app. All you do is you just get on there, you sell it and then you ship it. And um, we love the app. I think it's super user-friendly. I think a lot of people really enjoy it. Um, there's not much else to say. It's going to the moon. Um, everyone <laughs> wants to be on there. I'm actually gonna tell you about something really cool with whatnot a little bit later about a show we're working on and that they're gonna be a part of, so. Sweet, sweet, awesome, awesome. Looking forward to that, looking forward to that. Um, so, um, you know, obviously uh, you're in the hobby. And so, sorry, can you clarify, to the moon collectibles, is it a group of you guys or is that is that just you at this point? Me and my dad, but I kind of oh. do everything besides the, the, he's more of the money man and he kind of, this this all got started off his personal collection. There you go. That's awesome. So yeah, that 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 generation of uh, of the dads bringing in the sons kinda, into the hobby and stuff like, like that. Kind of like my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, how long? So obviously your dad's obviously been collecting for a long time. I would since, assume since the eighties. Since the eighties, and has he, he? He's he's been all the way through. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's always followed it, always collected it, but he was really heavy in the early two thousands. Got you from like two thousand to two thousand and ten. We were he was really big on Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron, and um, one of our best cards that we had and what got the business started was a LeBron James, the tops Chrome. We had, a, he bought a mystery pack on eBay. I think it was like 600 bucks and got a LeBron James top Chrome 9.5 BGS. And I lost my job in 
um, January and I was watching a YouTube video one night and we ended up seeing the a video of like the top 10 cards and I saw the Michael Jordan Flair sticker card and I showed him and he ended up having that card. We had, we got it graded. We, we partnered with a company called Investicard mm-hmm. and sold a lot of our stuff through their platform. And um, it actually only got a four, but you know, that's what happens with a lot of these older collections. I mean, even you can keep them in the best condition sometime, but some of these cards just aren't tens. <laughs> a lot that's of them. Exactly. Yeah. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of them aren't. Um, so, so is that, would that be safe to say that you've been collecting then like pretty much this whole time as well? I, I enjoy the flipping aspect more than the collecting aspect right now. Gotcha. What I really enjoy is buying a bunch of stuff and keeping it for a little bit and then going and selling that stuff to get more stuff. I haven't really dove into the collecting aspect totally yet. Um, I have a few cards that I bought that just mean a lot to me. I mean, just like stuff that people have given me or stuff that I've, you know, like Mojo Sports, his first show on whatnot, I was his yeah, first hire, yeah. so he signed something for me. Sick. Good dude, man. Good dude. We've yeah. had him on the podcast. We've had him on. We yeah, met, I, awesome. I, we, we, we met him too. Yeah, no, he, he just put up a picture and it was funny because the picture he put up, I think he's down in Vegas right now. And one of the guys was a guy that I talked to when I first, like when I first got into the hobby too. So it was just, it's crazy how just the world is like so tiny so big but it's so small at the same time you know um i fell in love with instagram because i think it's the platform right now that the the big players are on Mm -hmm. and uh you get the big the big big players that want to be seen yes that is a great great pronunciation this hobby i'm learning that don't want to be seen and yeah I love the exposure. I love the, <laughs> the yeah, people, yeah. which is why I'm here today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, you know, I, I like Instagram a lot. I think the lives are super help friendly. There's a ton of great guys on there that go live all the time for, and just give you knowledge. And that's what I did for like the first couple of months was I just, I studied, you know, and I followed a lot of people. My Instagram is a little different than a lot of others because I have like 7,000 followers or followings and then only 5,000 followers. And people look at that like, oh, you bought follower. Yeah. Most of those people that I follow don't follow me back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So if you're trying to gain followers, it's probably not the best trick, but I wanted to learn. So I followed, I think I was following like 2,000 accounts and I only had 500 followers like the first month. And like, but you have to be involved in other what other people are doing and to learn like what people want, what people are doing, like what's the right way to do this. Cause I came from a background in the TCG community. I, I played Yu-Gi-Oh all my life um, since I was a kid. And I had a little business back in 2015 to 2018. And um, so I know all about Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, all that, but um I mean, is that market is that market like obviously if that's something that you're more passionate about and then obviously I, i'm assuming you probably do a lot more sports now than you did before yeah i kind of got yeah. out of the, the tcg market in 2018 okay it, it was kind of on a dip honestly like this covid thing really saved tcg in my opinion a lot because um the games were just kind of getting stale the cards weren't really holding the value and then COVID hits and now everything's to the moon. 
are you are you still up to date on tcg stuff my little brother he's a um eight time national qualifier so he crazy um that's why we got really involved in it he got really good at the game so he goes he's been going to the national every year they actually haven't had a pokemon a magic or a Yu-Gi-Oh nationals since the covid for the last two years so this 2022 will be the national he's going to get a go and i probably will go check it out again but i still kind of keep up to date with it i still like to play the game i still like yeah i think i think i was talking to i went to the local car shop and there was a guy in there was talking about it and i guess people play where they have two cameras and you have a camera that shows your cards and then it's called um dual dual links or something or um oh. You, yeah, I mean, you literally play from your your webcam, so you just play right. from your house, and you're. It's cool, but like it's it's just another thing, you know. That I I prefer the in person, but I I there's other apps or like websites where you can play on as well, and I I log on there sometimes and still mess around and right. have a good time. But I I don't think anyone that ever plays a, a card game really ever gets out of it. I think yeah they always seem to revisit it at some point in their life you know yeah just no, like sports cards. Sense. yeah just like sports cards just no it's no I think different the biggest thing that sports card has going for it over a tcg game like pokemon like any of these is you have some big players in the game and a lot of these guys they say like right now they collected this as a kid and now they're adults and they have adult money where a yeah. lot of these tcg games you have adults playing but they don't really have adult money you know Mm-hmm. or they don't have like um they don't have like tcg's weird too because most of the time you need three or four of a car you don't need you know 20 lebrons you know I right mean, right you might want you know 20 of a pokemon card but you're not most you of the time need it. yeah we're yeah. in this in this space it seems like people need stuff you know yeah yeah no, I, I, need to, I need to own every one of this one you know <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly but i don't know it's just it's a different space and the other cool thing is in a lot of the tcg games there's a lot of junk cards you know like we're in sports cards there's a lot of junk cards too but those cards still to the right collector have a value where you don't see that as much in the tcg yeah and tcg if it's if it's trash it's trash yeah, I mean, because they have an effect. They have yeah. the card actually has something it does. Where in sports cards, it's it's a player. It's someone who played. It's a team. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways Nostalgia. to nostalgia. Right. So if you're a Bulls fan and there's a no name Bulls jersey, you're gonna buy it for a dollar because it's a no name Bulls and you're a Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. That makes Absolutely, sense. Man. That makes so much sense. Hey, can you tell us more? Can you tell us more about your brand? Like, uh, like so this, this, name, this name came from, I don't know if you guys know the, the coin called Dogecoin. Yeah. My buddy has invested heavy into Dogecoin. I've and, heard Dogecoin the last four days, like by a different person the last four days. Like Shiba Inu coin. I was just like, damn, okay. All right. I just bought a bunch of Shibu actually. My dad. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> but, that, that, uh, everyone did. Not pump. We're not pumping. We're just saying that. <laughs> we're pumping. We need some new pair of shoes. Let's go. <laughs> That's no, awesome. uh, uh, I don't know. We we uh, my buddies all bought into it. And I didn't, and they all told me it was going to go up. Well, it goes from like less than a penny to five cents like overnight. 
and um i was all pissed off you know and like that's when i the night that happened is when i watched the youtube video and <laughs> then i found the sports card so i guess it was a blessing in disguise, you know? <laughs> so but um i wouldn't have been able to put much money in anyways because i was unemployed you know but <laughs> that's um, what it is you know it, it was everything happens for a reason but that's where we came up with to the moon collectibles because of all the dogecoin hype and everyone was saying to the moon to the moon and i'm like yeah. that'd be cool to walk into a show and everyone's like moon you know now they're yeah, doing, yeah. it's like a, it's like it's like a it's a it's a it's a tom brady with his uh, let's go podcast well and it's it's, <laughs> it's super catchy too because yeah. people are like they say it and then they think about our brand and it's yeah. like it and that's I, I i didn't think about that at the time but now that i'm thinking about it more i would i must be a marketing genius right <laughs> Well, it's, 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 you're, you're using you're using a verb like you're using a, a in a sense a verb um to to you know what i mean to talk about your brand that's it's just, it's no different than us it's a it's 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 the right. same it's the same kind of mentality so it's just like you know, when people say that they're like oh okay you know yeah. i mean how many people look up to the moon though and then you know our page comes up that, right, right. that was another thing that somebody said you know there's probably tons of people that don't even know anything about sports cards but we also chose the name collectibles because we didn't want to limit ourselves because we never knew if sports cards didn't pan out, we might go into TCG or we still can, you know, I mean, when you limit your page, you're limiting your opportunities. So that's kind of how the name came about. I got really lucky. I met this awesome guy on Instagram. I don't even talk to anymore, but he made me this logo. Um, Crazy. And um, yeah, the rest is history. And uh, we, so, we, have, we have some other cool like brand things but this is our original logo sweet sweet That's sick sweet. man how That's do you awesome. how do you guys envision your uh brand to grow over the next couple of years well i think um a big part of our next stage is going to be this this digital collectible show we're going to be hosting um i'd love to open a store maybe someday but you know right now i think it's just better to be online and doing it from your home there's so many great platforms right now that are really catching people's eye i think it's um you know just a lot easier to be doing this from your house or from an office space rather than having a storefront and paying that extra income every month because there's definitely bad months in this too and i i try to explain that to people this is not all guns and roses you buy cards you're making money you know it's there's a lot that goes into this you know and um I think other things, I mean, I, I just want to continue to meet people. I want to continue to try to go to more shows. I want to, you know, I'd love to be able to, you know, make some more money off of this if we can in other ways, but um, we're doing, we're having fun right now, doing well. Um, always opportunities to make more money and make more connections, but, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to get sponsored someday. I think that'd yeah, be a thing like are you guys are you guys doing anything um so like obviously if you guys are going to do the show like are, are are you doing anything like uh do you guys have any plans to do things like whether it's a podcast or a youtube channel or whatever maybe any of that kind of stuff or is that stuff you're already doing we haven't got that far yet um, no, okay this this whole idea for the card show has only been it active for the last like month Sick. of building it but like yeah. it's been an idea since i started yeah from hearing other people talk about it um, we'll get into that in a second but yeah we have a, we have a brand ambassador team some amazing people um if you guys check out our instagram 
Um, it shows all our brand ambassadors. We always rep them on our, our merch. Um, I can't really turn around, but yeah. Yeah. Tons of amazing guys. Um, slabs strong, um, yeah. Mr. Strong foundation, show your slab, stand up display, card, card ladder just got on there. Um, new, that's a new one. Um, we have card social Zion case co. They're one of our newer ones. Um, just a bunch of different brand ambassadors, you know, um, I think I'm missing one or two. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, you know, we just got on network too. So I add whatnot and network on there. They're not really brand ambassadors, but they kind of help support the brand. Yeah. But, so like that, that being said, if you guys are going in and um, that's, that's, you're talking about pretty much, they're also going to probably be at the show or on the, like the, like the expo that you're talking about, correct? Uh, we're trying to get them on not the whole point of the brand ambassador team was just to give some awareness to some brands or stand-up displays too i can't forget about that guy that guy yeah, so awesome I, I, Dan. dan's a good dude man me, me me and dan talk probably every week or yeah. every other week yeah, so dan's like i talk about quite rest. a bit um, he, he supports a lot of our giveaways and stuff but we give them the option i mean the whole the the card shows a separate entity of the brand ambassador team because I try to keep my brand ambassador team more exclusive where if I have a grading company, oh, TGA, our grading company we work with. I told you I'm going to bring some up. Smooth sleeves too. I got so many now, it's crazy. <laughs> Smooth sleeves are amazing. You guys got to check them out. And TGA, is uh, they're doing a lot of big things. They are really doing some great things in the Pokemon community right now. Crazy, um, crazy. But, you know, I mean, I can't, you know, be exclusive for a card show because we don't want to limit ourselves but for my brand ambassador team we try to stay with one brand only so it doesn't contradict our message you know but yeah most of those guys we're just you know it's a it's a partnership but it's not really a sponsorship you know i mean they're they're i'm a brand ambassador if you don't know what that means it basically means you get a promo code or you get something and then you help them sell their products or rep yep. their brands you know yep. um yep. for any Makes of the viewers sense. out there it's, it, it was one of my biggest successes to growing my page if you want me to be honest because i got to meet a lot of cool people and i got to walk into nationals and have a bunch of people and i looked really professional when people saw the back of my shirt they're like who the heck is that you know it's crazy to me too because in the tcg like one of the big things that happened i think it was um like 2015 is everyone started making teams everyone started making jerseys and they're sponsored. I went to the national. I, I, I saw like nobody wearing like merch of their Instagram or anything like that, you know, and I was one of the only people walking around with this. And it, I think that's something that's going to become more of a trend is people making merch with their logos and stuff. So it, 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 it's almost, it's almost nonsense not to be wearing your own gear when you're yeah. at the national, because you're literally walking into a space where you probably talked or message or said hi on online and stuff like that to some of these people, but no one knows who, you know what I mean? Like to, to, to cross it and be like, Oh, that's that guy who's wearing, you know what I mean? That shirt and whatever, okay. maybe. Right. So yeah, like definitely. You probably I, I remember me because you saw this shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Absolutely, man. So, so yeah, so there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a couple of things. So, um, you know, that, that being said, obviously you've been talking, you talk with a lot of brands, um, you talk with a lot of brand ambassadors and help promote their company, their, their companies as well. Um, so um, on, on the topic of that, like 
being that you've been how long you've been at the hobby like being how long you've been at the hobby now and actively functioning within it um how crucial and important are those relationships to where you are now well networking to me seems like night and day everything i mean it's this game is literally who you know not what you know i mean knows like what is the hype product right now everyone has maybe a connection or knows somebody but you can always you know especially with like getting wax and like you know maybe finding good deals or being able to get discounts or stuff like that it's always about who you know and you know I mean I think the other huge thing too is building a circle of people that you can trust and you know rely on for questions because I've had so many questions dude and there's been so many great guys I could go on for hours and name names but um, of people that have helped me. I mean, Eddie was one of our big starts. Like I said, the Investicard Partnership Program got us started. Yeah. And um, so, did you? Oh, sorry. And I, and going in on that a little bit, did you got? Did you go when you did the Investicard thing? Did you just get them to consign all your cards, or did you bar like do the borrowing scenario? Or like, no, I I haven't done the um the new product yet. But we okay. we consigned a bunch of stuff. He sent it to PSA and sold it. So it's, um, it was their partnership program where they basically consigned it, graded it, or, and then sold it for you. So we had a bunch of cards that we wanted to get graded, but even back in the day when PSA was 50 to $100 a card, I mean, if you're grading 40 cards, that's a lot of money, you know? Mm -hmm. So we were able to utilize his service and save all that money on grading and go buy collections right away and make that money work a little harder yes we probably you know could have done it ourselves and you know we made a little more money but we were able to make that money work during the time because i mean it took i think almost six months we didn't get those cards back and sold till middle of july like right before the national and then a little bit somewhere even after the national so we we put a lot of that money in during that time to put in the work and we don't have a huge bankroll starting this i mean we started this with a personal collection and zero dollars basically you know yeah no that makes sense that's and that's and that's what's up and that's that's when like because that's that work right like i, I don't care what anyone says like everybody everybody wants to go and say oh like uh like i was i was i was tuning in today i forgot what i was listening to but like there's a lot of people that you know that say the words like i'm trying to work smart not hard and i'm probably one of the guys that said something like that but it's more like you can't really ever take up the hard work you can't do that in sports yeah yeah you can't you can't you can't this is not a nine to five as much as you want to make it that i mean unless yeah. you want to hire employees but those employees cost money mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you have to be at the high enough scale and even then i mean there's when you're when you're on such a low scale like we are it's just it's always better to um just work 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 you know i mean i've i've had days where i've worked you know 14 hours on this you know and sometimes it's just going live on instagram we've been live every single day probably since february yeah, i've never missed it. every time every time on instagram dude you're always live yeah i'm like this, this dude's hustling man this dude yeah. is hustling it's always good it's always good stuff about the hobby man yeah some somebody told me or i was watching a thing you know i like inspirational quotes and videos and um, there was a, an Instagram one about if you, if you posted four times a day 
and you think you're, that's enough post, post one more, you know, the more post and the more active your page looks, the more appealing it is for someone to hit that follow button. Cause that is the hardest thing in anything is to get a follower, you know, just like getting a customer. It seems like the, with how big the sports card community is now and how competitive the market is, you can't even buy customers right now. No. Even with giveaways or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's getting really tough. So has always been a huge thing for me. I've always tried to take care of my people. I've always, you know, tried to build relationships and not, never be the bad guy. I've always tried to respect everybody and not burn any bridges, you know, and yep. Yep. it's done well for me. There you go. Absolutely. Go. Man. Uh, so we have like every card. We've heard this from uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Lee. He says every card has a story. Mm -hmm. um, can you give us a story behind one of your cards? It doesn't have to be your favorite card, but just the story, a good story behind one of your cards. And that LeBron, man, that's probably the best story because we didn't even know we had it. And that's kind of what kickstarted our business, you know? And like I, my dad's, I mean, the best story, mystery pack on eBay, $700. And then the craziest thing is now mystery packs are like the hottest thing on whatnot. It was kind of a foreshadowing in a sense, you know. Maybe I should have thought about that. Maybe, oh, maybe we should do mystery packs like that where people can get big cards. I, I could have thought of the idea in February, you know, but I didn't. But like, I think that's the best story is just um, that card because that's really what took us from ground up, you know, and gave so us. So, when, when, when did you get that card back and put it up for sale? Well, that card was already graded. Oh, okay. It was so already 9.5, right? Yeah, it was a BGS 9.5, and we were able to sell that right away and um, put That's that capital into the business. So when at that at that point in February, what was the 9.5 at? About 14. 14? Okay. Yeah. So was that, was, that, was, that, was, that, was it higher before that? I don't think it's ever really been higher. I think um, the BGS is always lower in that card. That yeah. what the, we've noticed with that card is it, it seems like if it's not a 10 it's not over twenty thousand. you know i think 20, the 10, i think the 10s were pushing 20 to 30 in february in february because yeah because i know that the 10s the 10s are moving almost at 40 at one point right? yeah so I, it's just I, like... I think it's crazy too i mean we talk about comps a lot you know in the market and it's you can go one place and a card sells for 30 and then you go to the other place and it sells for 40 you know we just consigned a card with golden auctions and got an experience with that. And we did really well with the card, but it's just crazy to me, like how one, the exact same card on their page can go for completely different values in the same auction. Right. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, no, we, we, we've done that as well. We, we, we can sign a couple cards over to gold and I have one that actually I'm going to be sending out that way. And we've done it with them for a couple of times and it, it's been well, it's, it's done well. Too, right? yeah, they, so, they have a good thing going and um i i like ken i like um the guy we work with there his name is art and um i don't know they they have a really good team I, I like all the auction houses man i think everyone's so afraid of consignment because they're afraid of the fees but like everything you do now has fees whatnot has fees everything has fees and like you just ebay you know it's just like you got to remember that and you got to remember you're not putting in the work to sell that card they're doing all the work you're just getting a paycheck in the mail 
Yeah, there's a there's a reason why um, there's all these different and like types of services. Our part, they actually you. graded it for us too. So, so that yeah. was a that was a new one that I that I fig, like not didn't figure out, but like they just let me know how their process works with the raw cards, mm -hmm. and I had no idea. So yeah, so um, when you sent out the card, um, was the grading fee the same as if you were to send your card by yourself? Um, I I I don't know. This is our first time. We did a deal at the nationals, so. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, because I, I guess what my, my thought process was is uh, like, I just wanted to know if when you send out the card, I know that the grading fee comes off at the end of your transaction. So my, my thought process is what, what it like, is it going to be above and beyond, you know, the, the 150 or the, the, you know what I mean, that it costs to grade out your card or the 200? You know I think I mean? that more people got to remember too, especially when they grade the card for you. Like consignment sometimes is the deal, especially if it's only a, Twelve or thirteen hundred dollar card in a PSA ten, you know, like you don't have to have any risk. I mean, yeah, he's literally taking all the risk up for you. you True, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And that's little things like that. I think you learn over time, like especially with grading. I've graded plenty of cards now, and it's tough to get a ten. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. If you if you have an eye, congratulations, because I do not. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so. You know, like like going into that, then um, like, do you think that now, if you had that option to have an eye, do you think that would benefit you a hell of a lot more? I still think I'd be using auction houses because I'm a big fan of on those bigger cards. I don't have the following to, to sell that kind of stuff. Right. Like, I, I mean, like guys, like I'm going to use an example, Sasha T. He has a yep. in his backyard. There's guys yep. like roth cards that you know just go to all these card shows if you're not going to card shows all the time and you're not you're not going to be moving that, that kind of stuff. backyard or one of these big stores that yeah. buy cards like that santiago I mean, mojo all those guys travel right if you're not traveling to shows and you have big cards like that really consider using an auction house or one of these many services out here because yeah they might take 10 percent off the top or 20 percent, whatever it is but you got to remember you're getting your card sold. And a lot of times the auction houses get more than eBay. So, um, so um, now you, you, you brought up the fact that you like the kind of the flipping aspect a little bit more. Um, you're not, you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're not too emotionally attached to your collection or stuff that yet, you, you not have yet. not yet. You have, so you're not there yet. So what is your like epitome of like your, your favorite car, like card that you can buy if money wasn't an issue and you can have it right now, what would it be? I don't know. I, I really like, I've always liked Zion. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'd love to get a really, really nice, like RPA national treasure Zion. Lamello is yeah. growing on me though, too. Um, yeah. I, I like basketball a lot more than football. So it would be probably between a nice Lamello or a nice Zion, but something that I could hold long-term. But I think that's the other thing about it too, is, you know, when you, when you put all your money into a business, like I tell this to people all the time, cause they ask me like, how do I get more money? I, I want to build my PC, you know, and stuff. But I, I tell them like all my money is tied up in the business, you know? If I want to build a PC, that's going to be a whole nother fund, but that's going to take away from the business, you know? Mm -hmm. So like if I have $10,000 in my average PC right now, 
that's ten thousand dollars i could be flipping on you know yeah yeah exactly. i think every collector eventually gets to the point where they start holding back stuff but like you gotta remember like these cards ain't cheap anymore <laughs> Mm -hmm. $10,000 for a PC is probably way undervaluing some of these amazing PCs out there. And when you're doing this full time as a business, like I do, it's, it's questioning, you know, is that the right move right now? You know, $10,000 in this game can actually do a lot. Most people start this business with 500, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, def I definitely get that. I definitely get yeah, that. Maybe a different point than you're used to hearing, but like, I think, you know, there's a ton of people that want to do this full time, but they also want to build their PC. They also want to, you know, spend a lot of money on, you know, these cards and these cards and these cards, but you have to be strict with your money. I mean, this whole thing is bankroll management, bankroll management, bankroll management, because yeah. if you're not getting a return on your investment, you're not you're not making money, you're not able to do it full time and you're not able to make a living. And if you are doing it full time, you're struggling. <laughs> you're not, you don't have a house. <laughs> Might build a house of cards, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I, th I think, I think, I think the biggest thing, is, I, I think it's just total in, in like in the entrepreneurship world of some sort where there's no, there's no coasting level. You know what I mean? It's, it's either you're very up here or you're very, down like you know what i mean it's a constant emotional roller coaster ride right and so it comes in waves my inventory man i mean i have plenty of penny stocks right now that are marinating and going up every single every single day right oh yeah, i saw yeah. i saw your the big collection of autographs you bought yeah i, I buy yeah. <laughs> that's what i go to card shows and do though and i talk to a lot of people and they're like why don't you go buy 100 200 slabs i'm like dude i can buy ten ten dollar slabs versus the same price as a one one hundred dollar slab and i have ten opportunities to make my money back so if one of those sells for 10 bucks then another one sells for 20 i can only sell that hundred dollar slab for a hundred dollars but i can sell these ten dollar slabs for potentially 15 to 20 dollars in some cases you know and that's just my thought process behind the hobby is i i think a lot of this higher end stuff you can only get so much for it and a lot of people on the higher end don't even want to pay 100 percent. they want to pay 80 or 70 percent so you know you might buy a hundred dollar card for 70 dollars but somebody else is only going to want to give you 80 where you can buy 10 cards for a hundred dollars that you could probably get 120 130 you know and if you can continue that process that's that's how i make money so yeah so you're right, right means. there with you man fire fire sales all day right and i think that's <laughs> given us an opportunity to do a lot more of that a little easier as well um their platform's amazing like i said the bidding aspect is definitely a little more competitive rather than i mean but you can do the same thing like i preached to everybody on your instagram i started my page doing live sales every every couple of days on my instagram we would start with one or two guys it grew to become really big i mean i had nights where we made 10k on instagram you know, it just, it, you just have to grind and we yeah. were 40 or 50 in the live, but the hobby evolved and now everyone did the other apps. I mean, it's not just whatnot. There's all, we're just joining a new app called network. Um, they're taking off. There's a lot of these bigger, these other players that are seeing what whatnot's doing and they want a piece of the pie now too. So there's a lot of opportunity. And I think 
the more audiences you can reach, the more opportunity you're going to have to sell stuff. So I recommend everyone, if you get the opportunity to do multiple things, do it. Just, you got to put in the time and you got to put in the work. And it doesn't, doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to, like you said, try different options and try different opportunities. Cause at the end of the day, like not everybody, not every single one's going to be the best for you. You know what I mean? Then you can kind of pick and choose which one you like using more than others, whatever it may be. Right. So. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think what's really cool about the hobby right now is, and we hear about it every day. We hobby talk, hobby talk, hobby talk, you know, everyone like in July and August were scared because the prices were dropping. And now it's like the prices need to go up. I'm like, well, I'm liking where the prices are at right now. I think the market's really healthy. We see a lot of new people entering the hobby. Mm -hmm. I think it's getting to that time of year where we might see some stuff in the next couple of weeks go up because of Dallas and Vegas, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's going to be probably some big transactions the next two weeks. Um, There's a pot. I think I think we have, a, like, we have a, a little bit of a solid time to buy right now. I think it's buying season right now, heavy. Um, and I think the reason being is that you know, we're in the heat of the mark, like, you know, basketball is just getting started. Football um, has been on for a little bit now. Hockey just started as well. World Series happening. Um, but the other side of it, like, is um, how crucial is the grading companies to the market and what the market does. And so if you look at PSA's doors being shut down, just as an example, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure as soon as they reopen their doors, it's just going to be another bump again. Right away, Remember, so. the hobby survived without grading for a long yeah. time mm -hmm. yeah absolutely grading isn't everything grading to a lot of people right now the only reason they're sending cards in is because of the, the value jump you know i yeah. mean you get a, a raw card that's twenty dollars and you can get a psa 10 make 200 i mean it makes sense if it's if it's 10 bucks or 20 bucks to grade it you know if, it, if you think it's a 10 when a nine might do a hundred. Okay. I still make some money, you know? Yeah. But that, that was the big, I think reason a lot of people got into grading, but I mean, rock hearts are what I love, man. And I think a lot of my guys love them too. Um, I haven't graded a card in probably two or three months now. Crazy. So I, I, I only buy on the secondary market because there's so many steals right now because of all these submissions coming back, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a shortage of slabs right now. I think there's becoming more of a shortage of raw, though. If you find some good raw pickups, I mean, that's where the money's at, you know I mean? Because everyone's grading everything. Yep. Yep, absolutely, man. So you've been doing it now. You've been rocking it. And um, everybody has, you know, like you said, like everybody has a different story. Um, but what was your worst hobby mistake that you've ever experienced at this point whether you sold something too early whether you didn't buy something and you missed out on whatever it may be just something along the lines of i don't think we sold anything too early um because a lot of this stuff was from back when it came out so right, right. Stuff we sold from our pc was stuff that had already mooned and then it kind of went down so that was good um but Maybe my biggest mistake was just at the beginning, not doing enough research and just buying everything. But at the time in February was a little different case because everything was just selling. You couldn't have enough inventory in February. And we thought that was going to be the market for the next year where it was only a few short months, you know, and 
Um, I haven't made, I don't think I've made a lot of mistakes, man. I'm really happy with everything we've done. I, I don't have anything where I'm like major, like I regret this, you know, like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So like, let, let, let's rephrase that then. Like something that like, so what, what, what has the biggest, what has been your biggest impactful turning point for what you guys are doing now? Right. Because at every mistake or every, you know, you know, whatever scenario it is, there's always a level up to that. Right. So what would you say that was for you? Our turning point was definitely the minute we got on whatnot. That was when our business became like, okay, this is a legit something that could be huge. Sick. And I was just going live on there as much as I could because it was just amazing, you know? And I yeah. think that's what we just did our first debut show on network. And I think that's going to be the case with network for a while as well. It seems like once these apps first come out and blossom, you get a lot of reoccurring people because it's new, it's fresh. And then after yeah. a while, there's a lot of people on there and the, the market becomes a little more, more tough, you know, but yeah. we were really lucky to get on whatnot early and, take advantage of it while we could and it helped us get to the national it helped us you know make a lot of big plays at the national and it was awesome and that was like i said our, our probably our biggest turning point when this really became like this is actually something that can work you know mm, but, that was like your, your aha moment was like yo like this is it this is actually happening we're doing this and i, I don't know i mean i think i, I wish i would have got on like youtube and it, all that stuff a little longer ago um i did that recently um yeah. making the tiktok and everything but like we're you know getting popular on so many different platforms is tough you know you can't 100 you can't really have 20 platforms that have the same amount of followers it never works out it never works out no you gotta you gotta kind of focus or hyper focus on a couple and just do those couple well because it's hard like if even if you're a one like if you're a two-man show it's been on 20 platforms it's hard enough to be on one you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, to, to rock and multiply. We could bring some people back that we had in the beginning because we had a really good group of guys in the beginning. And I think a, a lot of them just faded off or decided this wasn't for them. But, um, you know, you meet a lot of people and you see a lot of people come and go. And I'm sure if you're in this longer than I've been in it, you've seen the same thing I've seen. But yeah, there's plenty of people that get in this and you build a really good relationship. And then one day you just don't hear from them again. It's like, yeah. Yeah. it's like are you guys still at it and and, and that's and that's the, like and then again like that those are those things and then you see them later or you talk to them randomly or see them right. buy or comment on somebody else that you knows whatever you know what i mean there's there's always there's stuff like that but i think that's the i think that's the cool part i think with that being said there's always a lot more of a of a com like community so big in this hobby right like it's fun it's it's massive um if you know this thing is you can get 60 guys in a room at two in the morning talking about sports and sports cards and you know they'll just sit there hang out have a good time you're not selling anything you're not doing anything you're just talking and everyone's all about it you know and that tells me that there's something here you know i mean yeah. you don't really get that anywhere else you know with a lot of hobbies i mean yeah you can talk about them but with sports it's changing every day the hobby, the sports cards, they're changing every day. There's always a new news. I mean, there's always something to talk about. Like right now, we're sitting here having a good time, having a good yeah. chat, you know? We're, it's enjoyable, man. And that's yeah. why this content is so huge too. I think there's going to be an opportunity in the next five years where content creation is just going to hit a whole new level for sports cards. I think, yeah, I think there's going to be so many places that to consume it, so many places to get it. 
Um, you know, is there going to be, and, and to think that if now there's apps out there that have, in a sense, took the world of breaking and centralized it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, what else is going to happen? Everything evolves. Everything evolves. Yeah, everything evolves. Exactly. And there, there's always new businesses coming in. And there's always businesses, you know, trying to, trying to pick it up as fast as they can and trying to be the first. I mean, being the first to anything is the key. Um, now what, like what, if you, I had a question for you, like what piece of advice would you give to somebody starting out in the hobby? Build a brand 100%. Um, you want to be known for something. I mean, everyone, when you join a live, they call you by your username. Don't be Tyler, um, you know, J- Tyler John. Don't be Tyler John on Instagram. Be your sports card or collectibles page and, you know, post content. Um, I, I like to do two to three posts a day. I think that's a good average, but, you know, some busy days I get crazy and post like eight or nine times and only one of them will get a lot of likes and get seen, but the people will see them, you know, through the page. I mean, if they know you have a lot of stuff on there, they, that's the, the more you, often you can get people to, to the page is better. Um, but, and then just go follow a bunch of people, man, and learn and don't jump right in. You know, I think the biggest thing that people do is they go spend 10 or, you know, a thousand, two thousand $2,000 in breaks and, get a bunch of cards and then they're like, now what, you know, um, do your research and, you know, before you go in and honestly go to a card show, man, that's the other advice. If you've been in this a while and you want to take this to the next level, go to a card show and make those connections. Cause there's nothing better than meeting someone in person. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Do you, do you go to card shows often now then at this point? This is my second show, this Dallas show coming up. Um, okay. Got you. Are you setting up or are you just walking? I, I prefer to walk, man. I get a lot more done. I have a lot of advertising for a big show coming up. And um, we have uh, a lot of people to shake hands with. So um, I'm actually getting a media pass. So I'm going to be filming a lot. That's awesome, man. Do you, do you, do you, are you going to be filming yourself or are you going to bring somebody with you? What are you going to do? We're going to be doing a little bit of everything. I, I kind of talked to the guy and um, the guy that's helping me with my card show is a big helper for the Dallas card show. So sick, sick. his name's um, Collectors League. Give him a follow, guys. He's a huge help for me. Collectors League? Collectors League. Yeah, he, he does amazing work. He's He made me a – we actually are going to be making 500 to the moon collectibles rookie cards and signing 100 of them. And yeah, hand- I, I said I need one, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You don't know how many messages I got. I can't make it to the show, but I'll buy one. I, I told him, I'm like, you just, I mean, this is, we have some big plans. He doesn't want me to tell anyone yet, but I, I got some big stuff in the works with that. Um, you know, that's the other cool thing I think about this too, is there's so many people that are doing so many things. And I mean, there's so much money going into this, dude. It's crazy on a daily basis, whether it's money into breaks, money of people buying the new product. And when people tell me the sports card market's dying, I just, I shake my head. I'm like, look around me. Yeah. Look at how many grading companies have opened in the last three months. Right, right. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's no topics we can point to, but 
this hobby is not going anywhere and there's a lot of opportunities and I think our show is going to be a little different than a lot of people's because um, we're, we're going to be doing it digitally. Okay. So, can, you tell us, can you tell us a little bit more about this, uh, this show, this Cosmic Expo? Okay. Yeah, if you guys don't, we'll get to that point now, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're launching a show. Um, we partnered with an app called Whatnot. If you guys haven't heard of it, we were talking about it earlier. Um, but it's called Cosmic Expo. And um, what we're going to be doing at Cosmic Expo, it's going to be a collectible show. If you haven't been on Whatnot, they have a bunch of different categories. And we are welcoming anyone from any category on Whatnot to get involved in this show. Um, we're going to be doing panels and giveaways. Right now, we have about $5,000 in prizes we're just going to be giving away during the panels and during the show. Um, we're probably going to get more, close to 20000 hopefully. Um, but all you have to do to be a part of the show is go live during the, the two days. Um, I believe the dates, let me check again. Um, I don't want to tell you the wrong dude. That was the hardest thing about building a show is making sure you don't contradict anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you looked into opening your own show, but I wanted to make sure we didn't cross anyone but the cool thing about this show is you can be at a card show even if you have a show that we participate in our show it's going to be january 15th and 16th 2022 from 10 to 6 p.m central time so you can go live on the whatnot app if you're not already on the whatnot app something we're going to be offering which i think is the reason we're going to do so well is we're going to give you a two-day pass all you got to do is submit an application to me. So if you're not already approved on the app, you just submit your application to me. And then we're going to have a little training session um, a couple of days before the show to show you how to get on live. And yeah, we're just going to let people go. So if you're not approved, uh, you're going to get a two-day pass. And then that, that could turn into a permanent pass if you do well. So what I advise people is if they are going to go live and they haven't been on yet to bring the heat and bring the followers and make some sales and you'll probably get on there permanently. That's awesome, man. Awesome. But yeah, we're really happy to be partnering with them. Other partners right now are show your slab, slab strong, stand up displays, um, for NZIC grading and graded flex. Awesome, man. That's awesome yeah. stuff. It's going to be a different show. Um, where I'm, what I'm going to be doing most of the day is doing panel sessions. We already locked in one of our first big guests, and you guys are actually the first to know about this, is um, King Pokemon, the guy that was on Pawn Stars. Mm -hmm. He's going to be uh, one of our panel members on Sunday. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a very exciting event. Um, we hope that everyone decides to set up. You know, that's kind of the goal is – we want to bring all these people into one place. And I think the whatnot platform is perfect for it. And you'll yeah. just put like um, cosmic expo vendor in your, in your title. And then people, will, we want it set up like a real card show where you just set up like a table. And then if somebody buys something, they just buy it off the store. You ship it to them. Bam. Crazy. But the cool thing about this show which I think separates it from a normal show is you get a lot more opportunities to get people to go that couldn't maybe go like to do the Dallas show and buy stuff. You know, you're going to get a lot more eyes. So as a vendor, I think there's a lot of opportunity there because you're going to get a lot more people. And as a 
panel member, we have a lot more opportunities to reach out to people that maybe we couldn't get at a normal show. Right, right, right. So it's awesome, man. About it, yeah. Cosmic Expo. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, well, well, we will. You guys are one of the first to hear about it, and definitely Sweet. if you if you Thank can you. give us some more some more information, information, we'll we'll definitely pump it out for you. We're looking forward to being part of this, man. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. Like I said the two day pass to get on whatnot. I mean, I know everyone this whole year is how do I get on whatnot? How do I get on whatnot? And we're one of the first events that are able to get you on there. It's only two days, but like I said, bring the heat, do well. And maybe it will turn into a permanent thing, or at least they'll see that you've been on there before if you're on the waiting list. And there you go. Bump, get a bump. Bump you to the nice, top. man. Hey, can you tell our viewers where we can follow you at? Um, the best place to follow us is To The Moon Collectibles on Instagram, but you can also use that on Facebook, um, Instagram, um, YouTube, TikTok and on um, network um, but the tmc sports is whatnot it's tmc sports that's the only one that's different Sweet. TM tmc sports on um, us awesome too long so <laughs> you know it's uh no one wants to type it all out yeah. <laughs> awesome thanks. man hey scholar thanks again man we we really appreciate having you on yeah, yeah man guys man and like i said hopefully we can meet up at a show soon and um oh absolutely yeah i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure there's going to be i'm sure there's going to be an opportunity where we'll touch base in real life you know what i mean as soon as you know it's it's normal to do so you know what i mean like everybody thought it was going to be normal and then we're, we're back to square one i feel like all over again so <laughs> this national coming up will probably be the the next best opportunity for us um i think this year's national is going to be insane i think the location maybe not as great but I, what we do like is the hype that last year's brought and how the hobby's evolving even more i think you're just going to see even more attendance you're going to see yeah. even more you know big things going on at that show i think one of the things that we're trying to do at this national um card collector too and um jimmy from yeah. um, kentucky, kentucky sponsored a trade yeah like to actually set one of those up as well um we tried it we tried a little trial run last year and it went pretty well in our hotel just something quick and people said they you know i think with our following and maybe getting someone else a couple other people involved we could build something really cool yeah for and sure our, also our brand ambassador team would love to be a part of that as well so that's another great thing for your brand ambassador team guys you yeah, can yeah. get support you know yeah no exactly it's all it's about. It's all about that community. So again, man, thanks again for, for hopping on. I appreciate the time. Um, uh, again, this episode number 45, we got myself, uh, Castro, we got William, we got Skyler. Um, check us out at Can't Stop Cards Inc. on, on Instagram. Um, pretty much Can't Stop Cards on pretty much almost every other platform as well. Twitter. Um, uh, what else is there? YouTube. And what else? What else we got, Drew? What else, what else platforms? Facebook, wherever. Um, and if you guys want to shoot us an email, if you have any questions, Andrew or Williams at canstopcards.com. Thank you again. It's episode number 45. We can't stop and we won't stop. Mm -hmm.